0: Salam, salam from the Windy City. This is the Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 2nd of March 2023. Here's a quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. We start off this week's edition by telling you about the severe drought in the Borena zone of the Oromia region. Now, this drought has been killing livestock and affecting residents for a while now, but media outlets and the government have neglected the issue. The zone's governor told a government media outlet that so far more than 3 million animals have died. 85% of which were cattle. Only a little more than 200,000 cattle remain and to keep them alive for the next three months more than 100,000 quintals of fodder is needed. The cattle's death has resulted in an estimated loss of more than 30 billion burr or more than half a billion US dollars. Another government official in the area said that there are more than 600,000 people in need but the aid supplied so far hasn't able to curb the need. Residents have been telling media outlets that humans have begun dying of hunger, but the government officials have denied these claims, saying that they went to the area, talked to residents, and confirmed that there were no fatalities. A resident even told media outlets that his son had tragically died because of the drought. One of the media outlets that reported the casualties was the BBC, Empharic, but on the government not only denied the reports but warned the outlet to issue an apology. On Saturday, the 25th, the Aromia Communication Bureau said that there were no fatalities and added that the report was completely false. However, another credible source, the Doish Well Amharic Service, had also reported that people have died. The drought severity remains as almost 8,000 students in the zone dropped out even though the government planned to introduce a feeding program. The drought, which is the worst the region has seen in 40 years, has stricken various parts of East Africa. The drought is now being widely reported and is trending locally on social media. Many individuals and companies have been trying to help ever since the story made headlines. The Oromia Cooperative Bank, for instance, revealed that it had donated 100 million burr, or almost 2 million U.S. dollars. Twelve local, non-governmental organizations operating in the Oromia region also issued a joint call to help on Thursday the 23rd. The organizations urged all stakeholders to solve the humanitarian crisis in the region that came about as a result of the drought and the numerous conflicts that plagued different parts of the region. The statement said that more than 14 million people in the region are in urgent need of humanitarian assistance. The statement also urged humanitarian partners to recommit more humanitarian funds to respond to the emergency situation. In the South Omo zone, there's another drought, and although it has been confirmed, there are no casualties. Animals have died, and many more are on the brink. Many people are in severe hunger as a river dried up and rain has been scarce for the past four years. Underground water is also drying up, and also water pumps have been damaged, leaving residents worrying about how they'll get water. Now the residents and local governors are calling for help from the government. Although the sad news of drought and hunger-dominated headlines, there were important events unfolding elsewhere. A month ago, we told you about the controversial breakaway synod and how the instigators were excommunicated and barred from entering Ethiopian Orthodox Tewado churches in the whole country. Now, weeks after that, the schism was resolved and the excommunication was lifted. On Friday, the 24th, it was revealed that the injunction order by the federal high court against three instigators was lifted. However, the court has decided not to lift the injunction against the 26 illegally appointed bishops. It's been a whole year since the war between Russia and Ukraine broke out. Last week, the General Assembly of the UN voted on whether or not Russian forces should leave Ukraine, and the Assembly voted for the withdrawal of Russia. But Ethiopia, which is an ally of both Russian and Western countries, has abstained from voting. However, former province and now independent country Eritrea voted against Russia's withdrawal. Now in Tigray, the peace agreement between the federal government and the Tigray People's Liberation Front is being implemented and things seem like they're going back to normal and recently we told you that road transportation to the region would begin soon however the service is not available and this has led to social and economic problems many can't afford a flight f- and from tigray and rely on road transport the region's transport bureau said that it had completed preparations but is waiting for the federal government for the green light speaking of the roads in tigray the capital administration signed a contract to keep the construction of a road more than 60 kilometers long with sir construction. The city has budgeted more than 6 billion Burr more than 100 million US dollars, because during the signing of the contract it was revealed that the project could be finished within three years. Still in T-grade, the National Teachers Association said that on Tuesday the 28th that it had sat down with the region's teacher association McKelly. The two associations talked about how to renew their partnership after the two-year hiatus caused by the war. The National Teachers Association said that the war had caused multi-faceted problems and that the lives of teachers in the region had become more difficult as they weren't paid for more than 20 months. On that note about education, the Ethiopian Islamic Affairs Council and the Ministry of Education sat down to discuss issues where education and the Islamic religion connect. The council's head, Sheikh Hamid Musa, led one of the council's delegates while the Minister of Education, Professor Bergano Nega, led the other. The meeting focused on whether or not Muslim students should be allowed to leave the premises of educational institutions to make the daily prayers and the issues of the hijab and the curriculum. The council revealed that after the meeting that it was productive and that the two entities had reached an agreement to work closer than ever before. Now our last update regarding education for this episode is that the award ceremony was prepared by the prime minister's office. Now, the PM awarded more than 200 students who'd score the highest in the National University entrance exam laptops, certificates, and scholarships. The PM said that during the ceremony that the government of the United Arab Emirates has given full scholarship to all the students. Now, it's been three weeks since social media platforms Telegram, Facebook, and YouTube were restricted on both internet service providers, ETH Telecom and Safaricom, for an undisclosed reason. So far, no government office has given an explanation on when the restrictions will be lifted. However, all the restricted platforms work by using a virtual private network or VPN. Now, the Ethiopian Human Rights Commissioner and Commissioner, Dr. Daniel Gbeke Bekele, released a statement regarding the restriction. He called for the lifting of restrictions on the social media platforms, explaining that restrictions on the right to seek, receive, and share information should be necessary and proportional. And to close this edition, the Thursday, the 2nd, is the 127th anniversary of the Battle of Adwa. Now, in case you didn't know, the Battle of Adwa is in the battle in which Ethiopia, under the leadership of Emperor Menelik II, defeated the invading Italian forces. The battle was significant in that it marked the only successful repulsion of an attempt to colonize an African nation, making Ethiopia the only country in Africa to have never been colonized. Now, the day of the Battle of Adwa is an official holiday in Ethiopia, but is also celebrated by black people all over the world as a beacon of black resistance and victory. Now that's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. You can support us by subscribing to our show, because this way you'll never miss an episode. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at ethiopia at Ciao!